0: I think what's challenging is if you're working through something, and you just can't get through it mentally, like by yourself. It takes so much power sometimes to be like, okay, like it just to admit. Even I think is the first step is just admitting I can't do this alone. And I think there was the stigma for so long that why can't you do it by yourself? That I think that just like pushes people down or their emotions down. They're like, well, am I like lesser than, or is there something wrong with me because? I can't get through this when maybe someone over here got through something, but do you really know the layers of how they got through that?
1: What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's guest is Abby Hibble. She's the manager of editorial and influencer content at Roan, and she's the reason that myself and others ran a 5K every single day of June 2022. I feel the best way to introduce this episode is to read off her LinkedIn post where she describes why she started the challenge in the first place. Abby writes, as someone who's dealt with their own mental health issues as an athlete, this project hits close to home, and in partnership with Roan, I will be embarking on the pursuit of running a 5K every day throughout the month of June. We're calling it 5K Challenge for Mental Health. While we've worked behind the scenes to gather donations and support, I want to invite all of you to join us this month. It's my goal to have each run have a donation behind it, but I also want to create a community within this project. So whether you can donate, Anything and everything is welcome and appreciated to one of our runs, or you want to commit to running, walking, biking, or rowing a 5K of your own this month. Together, we can change the game when it comes to athletes and mental health. All funds raised will go directly to The Hidden Opponent, a nonprofit bringing awareness to mental health among collegiate student athletes, as well as providing them with resources. I want to take this time to personally thank you, Abby, for putting yourself out there and building the community that you did. Part of having this conversation with you was in hopes to continue the conversation of how mental health needs to be a focus, not only in sports, but in society as a whole. You've inspired me to continue my own pursuit of inspiring others to open up about their stories, as well as making mental health a priority in my everyday life. And I'm hoping this conversation does the same for everyone who listens. Please give a warm welcome to the show, Abby Hibble. What is up, Thrive fam? CJ Finley here again with another episode of the Thrive On Life podcast. And today I have with me Miss Abby Hibble, and we're gonna get right into it. I've been running a 5K every single day of June, and it's thanks to Abby and a little mission that she's been on during this month. But I know that it started way before this. So I'd love to introduce you to the show. How you doing today, Abby?
0: Good, thanks for having me on.
1: Awesome, yeah. So the first question I just have is just like, Why 5K challenge in the first place and why June?
0: Yeah. So the timing itself was kind of by chance. I know that May is mental health month and, you know, there's a lot from everyone, a lot of push around mental health then, but really just wanted the opportunity to kind of continue the conversation beyond May because I feel like, you know, certain times of the year we can all get so focused on one thing when we should kind of try to focus on it throughout the entire year a little bit more. So timing was a little kind of by chance, but I think it worked out really well to really just continue that conversation beyond the month of May, but... Kind of to go like way way back. I was a college athlete and a big athlete in high school, and I was your typical athlete who really, you know really wanted to go as far as I could possibly go with my sport. I grew up in a really small town, so there wasn't a ton of opportunity locally. Um, but somehow was able to make a ton of connections in the area. I'm from Vermont, like literally the middle central Vermont. So it's kind of hard to get to everything, but I had a great support system with my parents and was able to just connect and have these opportunities. And long story short, made my way to play college soccer. And that's kind of when things, not to say like took a turn, but just completely shifted for me. My sport really wasn't something that I kind of even enjoyed anymore. I was really used to being kind of like the top of the top. And it was, I guess, a little bit of just like a wake up call of, wow, like there are so many, so many girls in this sport that are just like me, that are better than me, that, you know, want Everything that I have, and yes, you're on a team, of course, like that always comes first. But the same time when you're competitive and you're an athlete, you want to be at the top of your game. And I really didn't feel like I was. And I just felt like the support system that I was lucky enough to have had my entire career in soccer so far just wasn't there. And that really mentally just took a toll. And it was just really hard to navigate anything else when the thing that had been kind of like My escape from everything else and the place where I felt the most at home, the most at peace, the most myself, just felt like it was like ripped away. To know one person's doing it was just kind of a series of events, and that again just led me to like a really really dark place where considered, you know, that question like, what am I even doing here anymore? If if everything that I've wanted and I've worked for is just like gone, and so you know, that struggle has kind of stayed with me. But one thing that I feel really grateful for is even without, you know, I wasn't really given, I would say the tools or the resources to navigate the mental component of college athletics. And I'm sure you can relate to this as athletes. A lot of the time you get stuck in that mindset of like one foot in front of the other, keep going, keep pushing, like you're going to get through, you're stronger than like whatever is pushing back on you. And there's a time and a place for that. Yeah but there's also a huge time and a place to be like, okay, I need to take a step back and just like reevaluate. Like, where am I going? Where's my head at? Do I need to take a break? Like, is this really what I want to do? So I made it through that, really grateful for that. And then I mean, I love athletics. I love athletes. We'll always have a special place in my heart for athletes and just like everything that they do every day to just be their best. And we'll skip a bunch of years where I am now. I live in California and I happen to move to California at a similar time when there was, you know, the devastating tragedy of a college soccer player who took her own life at Stanford. And then it was like, I don't know, a week or two later where a college softball player at, I think it was LSU took her own life. And that was just like, it was kind of this moment of, you know, that's going on. Like, you know, there's struggles in college athletics, but that was just kind of like, Oh my God, like what is happening? How are there not resources that are readily available or, you know, support systems that athletes need. I wrote an article about it. And in the article, I state like, you know, why isn't going to talk to a therapist or a sports psychologist as easy, if not easier than like getting an ice bath or getting your ankle taped or something like that. And then with the support of the company we're for, Roan, we came up with the idea of let's try to put something together that's, you know, greater than us. Like, how can we raise money for something? Like, what can we do instead of just talking about it like what how can we put this talk into action reach out to a couple of community members within their own community found the nonprofit organization the hidden opponent and reached out to them they were totally on board and what they do is they are you know not only raising awareness about mental health in college athletics but generating funds to provide those resources that maybe athletes don't have or don't know about I mean I think a lot of times that those resources are there but Again, they're just like not made known. And so we kind of landed on, let's do a 5K a day. You know, there's like 5K challenges all the time. A 5K seems super doable. I think anyone can do a 5K. I know if you don't run, a 5K is still daunting, but I really think like you can do a 5K. It's been incredible to see how many people have done a 5K every single day when initially it was, I was committing to it and we were kind of challenging everyone in the community to just get a 5K in in June. And everyone took it by the horns and absolutely ran with it. Like you yourself, like a 5k a day, again, a 5k is not incredibly difficult, but every single day it gets incredibly difficult. It has become way more of a mental game than I kind of ever expected, which has been really interesting to navigate Um, the mental side of that. I've had to take a day off from running and like, am I letting everyone down because I'm not doing something that I said I was going to do? And it was just, it's, no, just pivot. Like I'll do a bike or I'll walk the, my dog a 5K, you know? It doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that's been really cool too, is navigating the mindset shifts that I've worked through. It's like, it kind of brought me back to being a college athlete. It's okay to, like now that I've learned, it's okay to take a step back or it's okay to pivot. Um, so it's a long winded of saying like, that's how the 5K came to be. And here we are, we're what? Three days away from day 30.
1: I love it. And when this drops will be completed it and on to the next thing. But the thought that it came to my mind as I started doing the 5k every single day, because I was feeling the mental res- resistance as well, where life gets in the way. But what I started realizing is it would bring me presence as in it forced me to just dial into my day and what I was doing that day, whether I ran in the morning or the night, and really just committing to something. And I think In your story, what connects with me the most is I felt the same way kind of in college soccer. I wasn't even, I played college soccer as well. And prior to going to play, I almost didn't. I was a scholar athlete. I was like voted top 40 in the state. And at very last minute, I was just like, you know what? I just, I don't even know if I want to do this, but talked to my father and he kind of, convinced me like, hey, you're never gonna get this opportunity again. And like, you're never gonna be 18 years old again. Like go, go try it out and see what happens. But what ended up happening was I was committed to sports my entire life. And soccer, once it wasn't my identity anymore. And once I got there, I played hard, I practiced hard, but I knew like this was the end of the road. Like after college, this was it. I lost my identity in who I was and and why I wanted to show up and I started asking my question, why am I working so hard? Why am I doing all these things that I am doing? And that can be a very lonely journey. And for me, I think it was you didn't have anything other than yourself to commit to. And if you can relate to this, I'd love to hear your side of it. But for me, it was like a lot of sports was I wasn't just doing it for me, I was doing it for somebody else. And this 5K, reminds me of that. Because when I wake up every day, it's like, oh, yeah, I need to go do this 5k. But it's more so everyone else around me is helping me level up and we're doing it together. So where in your life did that togetherness play into the mental health side of the world? Because I think we all struggle with mental health. And it's not something that we are able to communicate well as athletes. And I really feel, and I'd love to hear your perspective, like I said, that it comes down to that team and having a team to go to, and we just put people in this world of you no longer have a team once that sport is done, unfortunately.
0: I totally relate, especially what you were saying about you know losing your identity. It's like everything I had was soccer, and then I was like, who am I? <laughs> what am I doing? And when you have a sport, like you have that built-in team and you have kind of like that family. And like you're saying, when you don't have a team anymore, who do you go to and where do you go? And on that team, you have people who you can pretty much guarantee relate to something you're going through at some level, and then you're just on your own. So that to me has, I felt the same way. There's, again, it's been such like a mental challenge to get out there and run just on top of life for everyone like things you can plan out your entire day but like things happen and maybe you have to just like sneak your 5k in like a random time when it's not ideal but I've been getting like you know tagged on like you tag me on Instagram when you do a run and that to me that's the community aspect you're like no we're in this together and like that's what I think is kind of the whole point right is we're all in this conversation together we're all here to help each other work through whatever mental challenge you are and it doesn't matter like what level you're at like it's not a competition of Oh, like I, I'm actually like I. Maybe someone's clinically diagnosed with depression, or someone's just like having a really bad day, or like working through something really difficult. We can all be on the team of just like lending a hand or supporting each other through these things, and that's been, I think, the coolest component. And I've been communicating with the team at the hidden Imponent, and they've been so supportive and so grateful for everything that we're doing. Just even outside of like the fundraising aspect and goal is just bringing awareness and having this team and community. Cause I think that's a huge part of what they're trying to do is just let's create a team where there hasn't been a team before, if that makes sense. It's, it's again, we're, we're all in this together.
1: Yeah. I think it starts with just conversation just like this. And that's why I really wanted to have you on here where I don't remember, like when I played college sports, no one, no one came in and was just like, Hey, if you're struggling, here's the resource. Yeah, And I don't think it's, it's not the school's fault. It's not the coach's fault. There's no fault. It's, it's really just starting that conversation of, Hey, we do have these resources and we do want to help. And it starts with coming together as, as a team. And another thing that I thought of when you were talking about like pivoting and being able to pivot in your life, one of the trigger words, keywords, key tips in sports and anything, people talk about resilience a lot, never giving up and just keep Pushing the needle forward, just like you were talking about. But the real trait of resilience is being able to be adaptable to whatever environment you're in and being able to make changes and adapt to those changes and be resilient through those changes. And I think that's where we don't do a good enough job of saying, hey, like if soccer is not for you anymore and you're feeling this type of way, like other people have felt that way. And here's the pivots they've made because that's what I started feeling in college was something similar. I I was doing a science background in engineering and then I was playing soccer and I was like, I don't feel like any, I connect with anybody. And it would have been really nice to just have somebody out there say, Hey, there's these other people that are similar to you. And that's the positive side of social media is you can find that. So I would love to ask you the question of like, what are some of the resources that you have looked to That potentially someone else out there that's listening to this, they maybe they're having a bad day or um, it's been a bad week or something's happened in their family. What resources have you kind of leaned into, obviously outside of running these 5Ks in June, that have been beneficial to you?
0: Yeah. So it's funny that like I'm spearheading a a mental health 5K challenge when I haven't been the best at like finding these resources. I'm still (laughs) very much working on like expressing my own emotions and how I'm actually feeling. But one of the most basic things that I go back to that sometimes when I stray from it, I'm like, I realize how important it is, is just writing. And it's like, it's not a structured anything. It's just a journal, like a lined paperback journal and just getting thoughts out of my own head. And that's like, I think that would, I would say that's the biggest tip I have and like first step. If someone is struggling and they don't know where to go and maybe they're not ready to talk to someone or, They're not really understanding what they're even feeling Um, because I know that's a really confusing space, right? When you go from all in on something and then you transition from like high school to college and it's no longer that thing that makes you feel like yourself, just getting your thoughts out on paper instead of just kind of sitting with them. I think that when you sit with them, it just gets so overwhelming and so tiring. So getting them out there. And then, you know, if you do have a close friend or partner or family member that you're comfortable enough opening up to, I think that people would be surprised how kind of inviting those people closest to you are once you start to be vulnerable. That too, like once once you are vulnerable, it allows other people to feel okay with being vulnerable. And then I think it just creates this really nice space where we're all starting to actually say, you know, how we're feeling versus it's a scary place out there. It's really hard to say how you really feel sometimes, especially on mental health, especially for someone who, because this is about athletes, who has been an athlete or who has been in that headspace of kind of like perfectionism or just where you just put your head down and keep working. You don't, it's like, you'll get through this feeling. And I think that's not always the case. You're not always going to get through a feeling if you don't do anything about it. You're just kind of like shoving it down. So just, yeah, I think writing, talking to people, there are a ton of, I know social media can be kind of a tricky place and you have to kind of really pick and choose the information that you digest. But if you have friends, even I know like I am lucky enough, I have a lot of friends who personally go to therapy and like live and die by it and think it's the greatest thing ever and encourage people to go if they want to go, but they're willing to like offer resources online that they have used before. Like I've tried Talkspace, BetterHelp, one or two of those, which are really like kind of a nice step into that world of talking to a professional if that's where you think you want to go or if you want to try that because you can do it from the comfort of your home like we could do it just like this in a zoom call you don't have to go to an office which i think can be intimidating in the beginning but those are my biggest things is like get it out of your own head write it down and just like don't think about it just get a pen and paper and just write and then talk to people close to you because i think again we would all really be surprised at how willing people are to support you and show up for you. And then maybe help you find even better resources once you are willing to kind of express how you really are feeling.
1: I love all that. And it's really interesting to me how much it connects with my story because back when like before social media is what it is today, it really was just like we posted pictures
0: right, with lots of filters,
1: <laughs> filters and and maybe wrote a caption. And for me, what ended up happening was I started being like, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit more vulnerable in these captions because I found it easier to like talk to people I didn't know about certain things, even though those people, I was like, they could see it here online. It's for the public. But what ended up happening was people would reach out and say, this relates to me. I feel the same way. The reason I'm saying this is you hit the nail on the head with, Be vulnerable first, and that opens the gates to other people being vulnerable. And then you start connecting. And I think that connection then builds trust, and trust is really what all of us want at the end of the day. We want to trust that other people are going to allow us to be our authentic selves and show up as who we are and still be there for us. Because at the end of the day, we all just want to be loved. What's up, guys? I'd like to take a second to thank you for tuning into this episode with Abby. I hope you're loving this conversation so far. But before we get back into it, I have an opportunity I want to tell you about. As we all know, life is hard. It can beat you down, have you feeling low, and make it seem like you are alone. I'm here to remind you, though, that the most worthwhile journeys, they are not meant to be taken alone. And right now, you have the ability to take action and join others, including myself, on the mission to make every heartbeat count. and this newsletter is one of the best ways for me to help you do so. So if you're looking to get to the next level of your life, connect with like-minded individuals, and have a daily dose of info that will help you thrive, sign up for my newsletter at cjfinley.com. Now let's get back to the conversation with Abby Hibble. That's where I'd love to shift this conversation a little bit more into where you're at today and what does the daily life look like today? And the reason that I ask that is there's a lot of people listening to this show that are, I hate the word ex-athlete, just like you said, that there's still an athlete at some capacity, but I would say ex-competitive, collegiate, professional, whatever you want to call that, athletes that might have taken on a new role in life. And that doesn't mean uh, it's bad. That doesn't mean you're a failure. That doesn't mean that you don't still have a lot to look forward to. And that's where I'd love for you to tell a little bit of your story of where you're at now, what you're up to, what you're working on, because it's inspiring.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you, he's in the wrong community, Corey Camp, the creator Mm -hmm. of Forever Athlete. He's a good buddy of mine. That's the perfect term when I think of ex-collegiate athlete or ex-athlete, because I think once you're an athlete, it's just, you are an athlete like forever. So that to me, I've once I shifted my mindset, because I did have like the um, an ex-athlete, like washed up ex-athlete, like what do I do now? Just shifting like the perspective of you just do different things. Like you maybe don't play soccer competitively, but I would say like fitness and wellness, I'm sort of like a fanatic in that area. Like I'm just obsessed with it, which has been like a great shift because I don't have the structure of practice, but I have so many other structures. Where I am now. So I actually, this good timing so much has happened in the past at this point year. I was living in Portland, Maine after college. I went to college at Brandeis for a year. That's where I was playing varsity soccer, transferred to the university of Vermont and was playing club. And that's kind of where I fell in love with like being a more casual athlete, which was a really good shift for me going from loving soccer to, I want nothing to do with it to wait. It's fun. Like I can be, I can be casual and have fun and make great connections with people that are now like lifelong friends graduated college, moved to Portland, Maine with my now fiance. And last year we moved across the country to California, Southern California. And then another five months later, moved from SoCal to Northern California, which is where we are now. So that's been cool. And also in that time frame, about a month after we moved to California, I landed a job with Roan, which has been like the greatest thing ever. It's really opened up a world of connections. Like I would probably never have connected with you if I hadn't worked at Roan. It's been so cool to make all these virtual connections. And what I do there is I run the pursuit, which is our online editorial journal. We really focus, I think, on like health and wellness, what we're doing at Roan, talking about, you know, like, what we're creating, the gear that we're creating. But my favorite articles are those longer editorial articles where we get to interview people kind of similar to this or just connections in the community who have like incredible stories that just need to be told and highlighted. That has been the coolest part of my job is just hearing people's stories and telling people's stories. because so I think we really are kind of like a people wellness brand first, and then we have clothes. We have gear, Um, but just trying to make a much larger impact, which I think I selfishly think the pursuit gets to do uh, make an impact well beyond product. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. And then running a 5K every day, which has been a trip. I played soccer, you know, like how much running do you do in one soccer game? Probably at least a 5K, depending on your position. So kind of was like, I have this in the bag. Week one was great, and then it's really – it's it's pretty difficult. I probably threw out all the excuses in the book while I was here. You know, it's hot. I'm tired. I have other workouts I'm also doing, planning a wedding. There's a lot going on, but the community and the team has been, like, unmatched. It's been awesome. So I'm doing a lot of writing, a lot of wedding planning, fitness stuff, and then trying to connect with community out here. That's kind of been, I would say, the biggest struggle of the past year, or so is just, I work remotely as well. So it's not, there's not a ton of daily opportunity unless I kind of push myself out of the comfort zone, which is still something that I have to work on is I get pretty comfortable with just kind of like a routine. And I think a routine is great. Like, you know, we all need to have those things that keep us grounded and make us feel like ready to take on whatever the day throws at us. But just challenging myself to get out of my own way a little bit more and, and meet some people because the community online is great. And I know that that's there in person and I know it's there in person in pockets throughout the country as well. I just need to go visit, but um that's kind of the challenge of, of the day right now for me is meeting people in real life while working from home.
1: Yeah. I think that's a challenge for a lot of people. It's, it's easier to just be like, oh, I'll just sit here on my laptop in my, in my house. And then, you start realizing like, wow, I haven't moved in three or four hours. I need to go do something. But something that I always tell myself like starts with an inch, not a mile. And it's funny that we're talking about 5K here. It's just just put the running shoes on and like take a step outside. Because as soon as I do that, the miles are done. It's like getting to the point where I'm going to walk downstairs, put the shoes on and get outside. And I find myself that it's like two or three hours after. But it's one of those things, whether it's the gym, whether it's a run no matter what it is it can be difficult to just get going and some of the tips that you've given here relate so so heavy with like writing i have my notebook right here and i just like constantly just write stuff down and it's super helpful but i find that writing those first couple of words is always the hardest like when it comes to i like to cook i put it off put it off put it off but as soon as i turn the The oven on and the and the put the first piece of food in the pot or the pan i feel great and it's like an hour of i feel great and i think as human beings the big thing that we we struggle with is building that initial inertia and momentum and what you've done here the past month has helped create some momentum and one of the other reasons that i wanted to pick your brain today was, I don't want that to stop. So I was wondering if you have anything in mind where necessarily it doesn't have to be 5K a day, but how do we keep the momentum and keep the inertia going in in that direction? Because it's really more about direction than it is about speed. And it doesn't matter whether it's a 5K per day, but having that group or getting tagged or having something that is a consistent thing will not only help, obviously, you and I, but other people out there. So have there been any thoughts of, okay, like this has been great in June, what else could we do?
0: Yeah, I mean, so we're kind of, I'm definitely in the midst of like trying to just finish up the month like with a bang. Um, we're doing an in-person, I sadly won't get to be there, but an in-person 5k at the Ron headquarters just to kind of like get everyone together for one last hurrah. I'm going to try to time my runs at the same time, so I feel like I'm there. But yeah, there's been some thought. I think the biggest challenge is just the length of time. Like a month is a really long time when our attention spans just really aren't there. Like all the time. I know there was like a hashtag on Instagram for a while that was like hashtag sweat check, and you would just like it could be like a boomerang or a video, and you would just be like, I did a workout, I did whatever, and you tag like the group. So whether it's something like that, or I'd really love to do maybe something that isn't like physical fitness. You have a journal, like everyone's challenge to like write a full page of like whatever like you're saying it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be you know the one two three things that you're grateful for that you're working on that you hope to achieve this week or this month it's just a page of like whatever thoughts are there right right there and then for you just get it out So I think physical challenges are really they're tough and they're fun and like I will forever love to do them and I would love to do another one that has to do with Like the same challenge we're doing now, Um, but sometimes I think the simple things, like you're saying, the simple things of getting your shoes on, getting your watch on, starting the stove, even sometimes I find like having to like reset the coffee pot for the like the night before for the morning. I'm like, I just want to go to bed. I'll, I'll I'll just make it in the morning. The simple things can be super challenging oftentimes I think the most rewarding. It's just those little habits that we just like do over and over again. So I think I would definitely love to think of maybe a couple different tasks we can do. So it's not just running a 5k, but it's been cool to see people kind of take 5k and and run with it, not literally like do a row or a bike or something, but I'd love to kind of do more of a like mental component or mental challenge for another challenge like this, or just to continue it. But I'll probably continue to tag everyone on Instagram for months, (laughs) regardless of what I'm doing, just to like keep this like smaller community that we've had and see like where it can go and like what we can do with it. So no solid ideas, but like, we're not stopping. We're doing more. Something's going to happen.
1: So if you have an idea, send it to Abby. Um, And I was hoping that you would go more, along the lines of of mental and i wanted to tie back to the beginning of this conversation where you mentioned that for athletes it's easier to get into an ice bath than it is to open up and that's where that's where my mind was going i started thinking like wow like it's a task to do this 5k every day but i find myself having more resistance in Asking for help, and I want to like paint a picture. Like it's it's in all areas of life. Asking for help could literally be I'm running a business and I want to hire somebody. It could be you're a mom or a dad and you just need help, but an extra pair of hands because you're just had a new child. Like whatever, it could look in so many different ways, and that's where my mind has gone this whole month. It's like wow, like just like you said, the five years like that, that crazy. It's hard to do every single day. But what are some of these things that could help us in the long run where it is like opening up more, which would start with a notebook, which would be great. Like, can we get some branded notebooks out to people and start that? Like, there's an idea right there. But the question I have is, why do you think that is? Like, why is it easier to go through physical pain than it is to be vulnerable for a lot of people?
0: That's such a good question that I don't have a great answer to, but I think- I don't know. I think when you're doing something physical, like you don't necessarily need someone else's help. Like, yes, there's coaches and I think there's levels to it, but like this 5k challenge, I don't need someone to like help me physically to go for a run. I can put my shoes on and go outside for a run. But I think what's challenging is if you're working through something and you just can't get through it mentally, like by yourself, It takes so much power sometimes to be like, okay, like it just to admit, even I think is the first step is just admitting, I can't do this alone. And I think there was the stigma for so long that why can't you do it by yourself? That I think that just like pushes people down or their emotions down. They're like, well, am I like lesser than, or is there something wrong with me? Because I can't get through this when maybe someone over here got through something. But do you really know the layers of how they got through that? Like, do you know that they just had like this mental fortitude to get through X, Y, Z by themselves? Or have you really like dug deep and like maybe they have gone to therapy or did a journal or, you know, did all these steps to really get there? So I think there was a stigma. I think the conversation is shifting in the right direction. I think again, like something like this, the more you just talk about it and kind of make it feel and make it seem like it's like, It's just another component of being a human. Like we talk about our feelings and we talk about like being sore after a run. I'd love to get it to like that level of conversation. I lifted a lot yesterday. My legs are pretty tired today. Also really struggling with X, Y, Z at work or like you're saying like you're a parent, like you just had kids really struggling to kind of find myself or find this balance. So I think there, it was just, I would say like that stigma is kind of, I think a big reason why so many people hold back and then just feeling like, Well, I can get through all these other things in my life by myself. Like, why can't I get through this? And I think, again, just admitting to yourself, like, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. And then it's okay to ask for help. Because at the end of the day, we're not meant to do, like, life alone, I think. I don't think, like, we're meant to walk alone. So, like, I think there's really no reason. And I know it's a lot easier to say this than, like, to actually go do it. But there's no reason not to ask anyone for help when you feel like you need help, whatever it it is.
1: That was an amazing response. You're starting off with like, I don't know if I have a a good response to that, but that was amazing. And anybody else out there that's listening, it's vital to give ourselves some grace because I read this quote today where you could have the same man or woman in a river at like one time, but it'll never be the same man or the same river ever again. Because if that man or woman comes back to that river, it's a different river and it's a different man or woman. So as time goes on, like even if you've conquered the greatest of mountains, at some point you might meet a mountain where you need help. And to be able to give yourself grace and allow yourself to feel something that you might not have felt before to then ask for guidance from somebody else is not weakness, that is strength. When I can remember as an athlete, like you view strength in this one particular way, rather, like the strongest athletes are the ones that are willing to open up to their weaknesses and reach out for help and find people that can mentor and, and guide them. Are there any books or anything that you've read over the past that have had an impact on you, or anything in particular that could be shareable?:
0: Yes. I mean, this is a hot one. I think over the past couple of years, but Atomic Habits, it really just puts things into perspective of like, we all look at this huge daunting picture and just like work on one thing at a time and one small thing at a time. And these little consistent things are going to build into like everything that you're working towards. That one's been, I go back to it a lot. I have a lot of like underlines and highlights. It's just like a, and like it's super quick and digestible, I would say like each little chapter. And then one that always sticks with me and always will is I read Grit by Angela Duckworth the year, the summer after I graduated college. And that was like a kind of, not a bad time, just kind of weird. Didn't even have like club soccer anymore. Was still trying to figure out like, you know, career. I think there's that weird disconnect too when you graduate college. It's a very different world. And then all of a sudden you're an adult and you have to figure out things when truly I had no clue what I wanted to do where I wanted to go. So that book was, I really liked that book too, because I think it goes back to being an athlete where I think I was more or less like, I have to admit, like, I feel like I was like blessed with talent for soccer. But then I was also, I also had that mindset and like that grittiness of like, I'm going to put in the work and do everything I need to do to keep getting better and better, like build on like any natural talents I was given, whatever, great. But I think dedication and grit and just like being willing to work really hard. Those are like my big takeaways from the book is just no pun intended, like having grit, just being willing to do the work when the work needs to be done. So that book sticks with me a lot. Those are the two big ones that stick out in my mind. And I've read like a couple of books here and there over the past couple of years, like self-help books, but I've started to shift more to fiction, which is funny because I used to hate fiction books. It's just been like a nice respite from I listen to a lot of podcasts, I will say. That's kind of where I Which ones? Oh God. I listen to I need to go through. I follow so many of them. So I really like Lewis Howe, The School of Greatness. And then I do listen to the Whoop podcast because I just find that they have like some really cool, interesting guests all the time.
1: Have you ever heard of Fit Insider?
0: I feel like I have, I don't listen to it though. Is that a good one?
1: Yeah, I like it because so here's here's a great instance of like combining worlds. When I do the five K's, so the Fit Insider ones are roughly like 30 minutes to 35 minutes. And I listen at one point five. So literally, like I get through a whole podcast during the 5K. So it makes the 5K a lot more enjoyable because I'm not even really focused on the running. I'm just like listening to the to the podcast. Fit insider is basically a podcast where the host interviews a bunch of CEOs and execs from all the health and wellness companies, like in the world right now. So like, I just listened to the one with, we're using Strava, right? So I listened while I was using Strava, running the 5k challenge with my Strava group to the CEO of Strava. So it was, it was pretty cool.
0: I have to buy 5k today. So I'll have to check that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fit Insider. It's like F-I-T-T Insider.
0: Okay. I've definitely heard of that company because they do like, you can be like a Fit Insider article writer, I think
1: yeah it started as it's been a while like i when I f- first got introduced, they were writing articles, and then I think his name's Joe Venieri is the uh host, and he does a great job on linkedin like he he posts a bunch of valuable stuff on LinkedIn. He'll post like when companies are raising or when they get sold or job openings in the health and wellness industries, and then the podcast is is well done. it's short and sweet and gives a lot of information. so I think you would like that one,
0: yeah, I definitely would check it out two more 10% happier great one and then i really like how i built this because they have on some maybe similar just ceos or top execs from just a huge array of companies and i actually just listened to an episode with andy Dunn and i had no idea like his story and his journey with mental health that was really really good episode but i really like podcasts cuz i do i run the 5k and i also have a dog so i have to walk her every day so we get a lot of a lot of ear time
1: yeah, they're they're amazing. The fiction. I've been told that I need to start leaning into that. In which, at first, I was asking myself, why? Why do people keep saying that? But then it's because of the stories. You're like attaching to more stories and enjoyment and creativity, rather than that. Again, that always constantly trying to push the needle forward. You're actually going to be more creative when you're listening to stories. But before we get into the the last couple of questions to wrap up, I did have one uh, that kind of came up where it's you were mentioning like grit and atomic habits. What do you think is, I actually have two questions. So one, what do you think is a habit that everyone should have? So take out the writing, but a habit that kind of is like overarching that would help them uh, if they're listening to this kind of live a better life.
0: So it's not like, a specific habit, but it's, um, Mel Robbins, her like five second rule. If you're like, this happens a lot when I'm waking up in the morning with my alarms, because I am a morning person once I'm up, but sometimes it's hard to like physically get up. And she's saying like, it's, you just count down five, four, three, two, one, and you just do it. I love this. (laughs) You think about like running, get your shoes on, open the door, five, four, three, two, one, start running that in some ways to sound dramatic has changed my life like it's so simple but like we've said kind of throughout this entire episode it's like sometimes just getting started and taking that first step is like so overwhelming it almost takes the thought out of it it's just five four three two one go then you're just doing it and then it's there's no like the resistance is gone and it's just it's it's happening so that i would say if, if people are trying to change habits or implement habits Just count down from five and just go.
1: I love that. There's a phrase that I actually use because I work on the same thing. I always get up in my head and I get distracted. There's two phrases there's master the monotony. So, like, it's either the monotony is the master of you or you master it. So, I say that to myself anytime there's like little things I need to get done that I'm just like taking forever to do or like non negotiable, like list off your non negotiables. And that's where this month, like, the 5K was just like a non negotiable. I would never run Saturday night at 8.30 p.m. But this no. Saturday I had to do it. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, I had this weekend and I was like, we stayed up really late on Saturday night. And I was like, Sunday morning. I was like, everyone's asleep. I should also be asleep. This is the one time I can do this today. Go. Countdown. Go.
1: Five, four, three, two, one. Go. Awesome. All right. The last question before we get into the wrap up is, so we've been talking about a lot of obviously habits and being vulnerable and asking for help and starting things, and this is more of one where maybe you have something and maybe you don't, but is there anything new that you're trying today or anything that's like really piquing your interest that you've started? Like, again, to hit the home run on the 5K, running is something I picked up in the past two years, and this month will be the month that I ran the most miles, and it would be thanks to the 5K. So this is the most miles I've ever ran in a month already, I think I'm at like 116, but I couldn't have imagined that two years ago. And I just started it and just started running two or three miles at a time once a week. And now I'm doing it every day. But is there anything in your, you're in the process of right now that's like maybe new or that you're working on?
0: So not a lot of new, just because of like, I think all the shifts that have happened in my life, like larger scale over the past year, it's kind of just been trying to like stick to those habits that I have to, like, keep myself grounded. But one thing that I have played with in my head for far too long, it's kind of, like, I should just count down and, and go. But I also really love to cook. And I am i just feel like there's something there for me to, like, I don't know if that's, like, a career or, like, a... I don't know. If there's, something, there's something there because I keep going back to it and it brings me so much joy. And I question every time I'm doing it, like, why aren't you doing this at, like, a bigger scale? So I think... That's something i am just been like toying with. And that's something that shows up in my journal a lot is whether it's, you know, like online cooking classes or something, but that's, that's a big thing that again, not necessarily new, but something that like, I have been really thinking about. I find myself thinking about it often every day. So that to me is like a green flag of like, go do something. So we'll see, but that's kind of my something new or something boiling sort of thing.
1: Great. So one month from now, I'm going to text you and ask you, where are we at with the cooking classes?
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah. You held me accountable to the 5K. So it's my turn to, uh, to help out on the other end. And it's interesting. I was at a, uh, my buddy invited me to a little grill and chill the other night and it was phenomenal. And I was just reminded like, wow, like, Fortunately, my wife and I are building a home right now, and that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited because I wanna be able to have people over and and have that experience again, which I haven't been able to have in a while. So that hits home with me, but I just wanted to, before we wrap up, just thank you so much for spending time here with me today and, and sharing your story. And then again, starting the little 5K journey in the first place. And I look forward to future things and helping out wherever I can. Um, but if people love what they heard from you today, what's the best way to get in contact with you?
0: Probably just Instagram. It's at Abby with an E. So A-B-B-E-Y dot H-Y-B-L. I'm not a huge, no, I'm not a celebrity on Instagram. So my DMs are not blowing up. So if you do reach out and DM me, I will reply. <laughs> but Instagram and then, um, I mean, if someone wanted to like shoot me an email, you totally can. It's the same. It's com. And LinkedIn. I like to be on LinkedIn. I I find that it's a cool place to see when I'm looking for pursuit article ideas. It's a cool place to go for potential stories or connections. So anywhere there. My name is the same everywhere.
1: Love it. Last question that we always ask everybody is if I were to ask you, what does the word thriving mean to you? If you were to be thriving, what does that mean?
0: I think it's living unapologetically and like living as your true this seems like overused, but really like living your true, authentic self, doing those things that bring you joy, no matter what any outside influence has to say. Like, what do you? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And just living that, like living your truth. I, th- I would say, is thriving.
1: Heck yeah! If you were on an island and had no input from anybody else, what would you be doing? Exactly. Yeah, it's similar to the way that I define it. So I love that response. And at the end, I always think about what the the big takeaway for me was, and for me today, it was really that you don't have to have it all figured out. So, just the fact that you even showed up here today, I asked you to be on the podcast and really ask what I was going to ask or what was going on. You kind of just showed up, and I love that. I love the fact that you're just kind of piecing things together and you're inspiring other people to do the same thing. And the 5K was was one of those. Like, hey, I'm going to start this and do it myself and and see what happens. And I think that's what more of us need. When we go back to this whole theme today, the just start mentality really sticks out to me. And if you have an idea out there and you've listened to this, no matter what it is, just get your idea out there, throw the spaghetti on the wall, and then just go from there. And you're going to have people like Abby and communities like she's building that are going to support you. So again, thank you so much for coming on here today. It was uh, it was a blast and I'm looking forward to everything that you're going to be doing in the future.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Three, five K's to go. Let's do it.
1: Let's go. Three more left. Five, four, three, two, one. This is CJ Finley with the thrive on life podcast. Thrive on y'all. What's up y'all. This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at thrive on life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you feel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive On Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.